0: Welcome to Defeat PPD, where we empower women to overcome anxiety and depression in motherhood without medication. I'm Arielle Wozniak, and I'm a maternal mental wellness coach, and I will be leading you through this journey. Welcome back to Defeat PPD. This is your host, Arielle Wozniak. And if you're listening to this on the day that it's published, Merry Christmas. So excited you're here. And I can't wait to dive in to this material with you. This episode, as well as the next episode, is really a part of what I'm calling my Christmas gift to Jesus. I am really stepping out in faith and starting to use my gifts more. So you'll start to see that through the content that I'm putting out and through the vision of Defeat PPD. And so as a part of that, I wanted to share with you the origin of Defeat PPD. And when I think of the origin of Defeat PPD, it's impossible to tell you that origin story without first telling you a little of my personal story. The two of them are really so closely intertwined that you need to understand my backstory to be able to understand the birth of Defeat PPD. So for the sake of time, I'll start back in early 2015, and if this were a movie, I imagine a faded flashback scene, a younger version of me, maybe some light music in the background, and I just walk in from stage left. At this time, I was a mom of two young boys. Abram was three, and Lukey, yes, his name is Luke, but he strongly dislikes being called Luke, so Lukey was one at the time. And I was two months into working full-time at an amazing company that I planned to grow old with. So everything seemed to be going fairly well. The only problem was I felt like God was telling me to quit my job. And I kid you not, almost every day on the way to or from, or sometimes both, work, he would send me some sort of sign that I was not supposed to be working. And really, hear hear me out here. I have worked since the age of 14. I literally had my first job when I was 14 years old and had not stopped working from that point. So being a stay-at-home mom was totally a foreign concept to me. It was not at all a part of my plans, but neither was marriage or kids and we all know how that turned out. But I was so against the idea of quitting my job. I had worked hard to really get to this point in my career. It was the highest paying job that I'd ever had in the facility that I worked at it it's unmatched like i haven't seen a place that looks as just amazing to work at um i have not seen a better like actual physical facility than this place we had a free gym i didn't go to the gym but i mean i like to know that it was there in case i ever had an urge i didn't but if i did ever have an urge i know that i have a free gym We had a restaurant and I'm not talking about like a a little like rinky dink restaurant. Like it was an actual restaurant where people would like bring their significant other into to like have lunch or you can invite um, like a potential client or like it was a real like nice Italian restaurant where I spent a good amount of my paycheck, which I feel like that was a part of their plans because. They knew what they were doing and they put that there. There was mini golf. That was totally free. And there was an arcade as well. And then on top of that, the people that I worked with were not half bad. So, I mean, it was a pretty good setup for me. And so keeping that in mind, the first time that I felt like God spoke to me and told me to quit, I thought there is no way there's no way that's God. He wouldn't tell me to quit. It's amazing here. He wants me to be happy. Okay, so quick side note. If you have walked with God for some time now, you know that his plans are often quite different from ours and sometimes they don't even feel like they make logical sense to the human mind. But alas, to me, it seemed like it was amazing and he would not want me to leave this life that I've built. So back to the story here. Thanks to the amazing food and just like the environment and my lack of self-control, I was really starting to gain some weight. And so one day I was on Facebook and I popped into a local mom's group, which I'm still a part of now. And I decided to make a post about my weight gain, just knowing that these are moms, they understand how hard it is to lose weight. And you know, like someone might have advice for me. So I made a post and just kind of shared my story and a ton of people reached out, one of which uh, was this woman who I'm still connected to now. And she told me about an MLM called Beachbody. And no, I'm not selling Beachbody, so you don't have to leave if you're anti-MLM. But she told me about Beachbody. She told me about the results that she had gotten and her clients had gotten. And it sounded really great, so I just decided to give it a try. And I will be the first person to tell you that, like, I don't love, like, the the salesish piece of, like, the, the MLM and all of that, but, like... Beachbody was really a game changer for me. I was able to lose like 40 pounds, maybe a tiny bit over with two different Beachbody programs and their drink Shakeology. And I know you're probably listening now like, "Oh, she's trying to sell it to me." No, no, no. I promise I'm not selling it. Don't leave. Don't turn it off. Um, but I had a lot of success with their programs, and so I decided to become a coach. Okay. I know I said that I'm not selling it. I really am not. I'm not a liar. I used to be a coach. I'm not anymore. But that was my first taste of coaching. And really, I felt like it came naturally. Like It was just easy for me to give that encouragement to other people and to help them stay on the track that they were on or to help them move forward in a new direction. And I just really enjoyed that. And at the same time as me really enjoying it and feeling like, okay, I'm, I'm good at this, I started to feel God nudging me more towards coaching and away from my job. So much so that like one day I was getting ready for work and the thought again came to my mind because like I told you, he was giving me signals and signs literally every single day. The thought came to my mind, you need to quit. And I remember like as if God is standing right there in front of me having a conversation with me, I just spoke out loud and I said, what am I supposed to do for work? And he responded so strongly that it felt as if he had spoken audibly to me and said, I already told you. So for most Christians, That would probably have been enough to make a move, to step out in faith, to just do the thing that he's calling you to do. But I'm not like most Christians. (laughs) I am uniquely a bit more stubborn than probably most people, and more than I'd like to admit. Like, the God of the universe. So stop, think about this with me. The God who spoke and said, like, peace be still, the God who spoke and created the heavens, the earth, created you and I, created animals and all those things, that God told me, just a mere human, what to do. And silly little me, I thought that my plan was better than his. So that day, as I drove into work, he gave me another sign. I was listening to a local Christian radio station that I had listened to pretty much every day on my way to and from work. And someone was sharing a story about how God had told them to quit their cushy little job and they did it. And you know what I thought? I thought, wow, that's good for them. (laughs) And I literally just continued on my way to work thinking, God, if you want me to quit my job... I need the, the full picture. I need the next steps. I need a bigger sign than this. Well, thankfully for me, <laughs> he provided a sign that day that was one that was undeniable. So I get into work, again, at that really amazing place that I loved working at. And my manager calls me into her office I walk in, and there's someone from HR sitting off into the corner or in the corner. And I'll just pause right there and say if your boss calls you into their office and someone from HR is there, it's never a good sign. So back to the story. Uh, I walk in, she tells me to have a seat, and Then proceeds to tell me about how much she's enjoyed working with me, how great my work has been. Um, She's gotten such positive feedback from managers on other teams and just really thinks that I'm such an asset to the company. But, and this is a, a big but, I'd already missed three days of work due to my boys being sick. And if you recall, I had just started that job a couple of months ago. And we didn't get immediate PTO in this role. So I was really kind of going into the red to take that time off. And so in her words, she basically said that she felt like it was best that I focus on my family in this season of life and that I would be uh, eligible for rehire. But she would recommend that I wait a year or two. okay that like that is the clear sign i could not ignore and now if you're listening to this from anywhere outside of georgia where the laws are different you might be thinking that's illegal she can't tell you that you need to focus on your family or anything like that or let you go for those reasons in the state of georgia we are an at will state And that means that you can be fired for absolutely no reason at all. So it was perfectly legal for her to do that. And on top of it, like it was God's plan anyway. He is the one who told me to quit before I barely got started at the job. So I knew in that moment, okay, now I have to listen. I have no choice. I am at a place where I absolutely just have to listen to his leading and go where he tells me to go and you would think that after having like this experience that it would be enough to teach me to just obey the first time and you know as soon as God tells me to do something say okay Lord I am ready I am going but (laughs) you'd be wrong (laughs) if that's what you thought and um, that's just not the way that it happened for me So for the next year and three or so months, I listened-ish. I coached through Beachbody. No, I'm not selling it. I tried out another MLM. I served in my church, and I stayed at home with my boys. So everything was going pretty well until my faith was tested. So since my move to Georgia uh, from Connecticut back in 2012, We had lived in a house with my mom in a suburb of Atlanta, so that was where we all were together. The thing was, um, was that our lease was going to be ended and ending and we either needed to sign another full 12 month lease or we needed to move. At the time, Jeremy and I were waiting for placement in an apartment ministry that we would be required to actually live on site for. So, of course, we didn't want to resign a lease knowing that we would or hoping <laughs> that we would get placement fairly soon and just knowing that it wasn't the best option for us. So instead of resigning the lease, we decided to um to go and move with a family from our church and there we waited and waited and waited and honestly i mean i'm kind of proud of myself for waiting as long as i did it's still not exactly what he told me to do but i mean i am not the person who waits um or at least i wasn't the type of person who would be waiting. So three months go by and we still have not received placement. When we went into um, like actually being part of this apartment ministry, we knew it could take a while, but really our idea was like, it would be a month, maybe two, but three was like absolutely pushing it. On top of that, so at the same time that we're waiting and getting super impatient, and when i say we it's really me i was getting super impatient we received news from the family that we were staying with that they were expecting their first child and they would need to use the room that we were actually staying in so now we're in a place where we need to move and We don't know where we're going to go. We can't afford to like rent a house or an apartment on Jeremy's income and on my partial like coaching income. Uh, So me being me, I took matters into my own hands and decided that it was time for me to go back to work. So I set out on this mission of getting a job. And I've always been a person like if I set my mind to something, I'm like, I have to get this thing done. And so I got a job, and I actually got a job that I, I wanted at um, a really great company. The building wasn't nearly as nice <laughs> as the other building, but it was a job that I knew that I would enjoy. And so I took that job. I didn't pray about any of this. I should mention that. And we decided to sign a month-to-month lease on a house so that we could still be waiting for the placement that would eventually come the very next month the very next month we received our placement so I get frustrated myself even thinking about that story like me going and just deciding okay this is what I'm going to do I'm going to get a job and here's why if I had waited just a few more days even I could have avoided such a mess if I had learned from the story of leaving my job prior to that and just learning to listen to God and to just trust that his plans are good to step out in faith. If I had learned from any of that, I wouldn't have gone out and gotten another job. So I'll spare you the story of how that job went uh, for now, but just know that I was in part-time ministry. So that's the apartment ministry that we had finally gotten placed for. I was working full-time in recruitment, and then I was still coaching on the side because I hadn't felt like God told me to leave the coaching. I just decided to add another thing onto my plate. So when I sit and think about that, like, could I have been any more disobedient? The thing that he had told me to do was to quit my job. And then I felt led to go into ministry and having that coaching just as a part-time thing. Like that would have been a full plate. But here I was, I had added something to that plate that was not supposed to be there. So again, I'm hearing him loud and clear day after day. Telling me that I need to quit my job. And this time, like to be fair to myself, I did try to listen. I actually called my manager. Um, so she was supposed to be coming into work one day and I don't remember what ended up happening, but it just, she wasn't there and I needed to give my my notice. I wanted to give my notice and I was supposed to be having a meeting with her boss And before I told her boss, I wanted to tell her first. So I ended up giving her a call and told her that I was planning to put in my notice and that I was going to be at home and I was going to be in the ministry that I'm in and all these great things. And she made me a really great offer (laughs) to stay and said that I could work from home. And so I was like, that's amazing. I'm going to work from home full-time, I'm going to coach on the side, and I'm also going to be in part-time ministry. Someone come and slap me. Like, literally, I needed someone to come and slap me and say, that is not what God told you to do, that's not it, that's not the plan. His plan for you is not that you would be stressed and overwhelmed and have a million things that you feel like you have to do. And I'm not just speaking to myself, Like the old me, I'm speaking to you as well. That's not his plan for you. So if you're overwhelmed and feeling like you have a million things that you have to get done, that's not his plan for you. So back to the story here. Um, She made me that really great offer and I stayed. Around the same time, God was starting to reveal his plan for me, like to work with women with postpartum depression. And I've said it before, but when he first started to reveal that to me, it honestly sounded like a terrible idea. I did not feel like I was qualified. And on top of that, I wanted to stay as far away from postpartum depression and that experience as possible. Like it had already taken me over a year to get back to normal, heavy on the air quotes there, after having Abram. So why in the world Would I ever want to relive that? Like it just, it wouldn't make sense. But despite my dislike for his plan, I did try to be obedient. And I can recall like sitting down at my computer, I was trying to work on the mission statement and just trying to put into words what it was that I was supposed to do and like what the calling was and how I would help these women and it just ended in tears it was miserable it was extremely hard work I felt like I was just digging up my old wounds to think about how I could serve other women it was to me it was just too much and so in that moment I felt like I wasn't ready I I gave up And really, for the the next two years after that, I really just focused on my work and moving up in the corporate world. And I went back to that as being my goal. So fast forward to 2018, earlier 2018, and I'm pregnant with my daughter. I'm still kind of involved in ministry, no longer coaching. See, I told you, I'm not trying to sell you anything, Um, but no longer coaching with Beachbody. I'm pregnant some few months or whatever pregnant and I am waist deep they say like knee deep or ankle deep I don't know but waist deep really in the thick of a battle with health anxiety and every day it was really like It was a fight not to give up. It was a fight not to give into the urge to just Google and diagnose every single tingle or sensation in my body. And most days, honestly, I spent like fixated on some problem within my body that I needed to, to solve or to fix. There was something that I just had to do throughout that day and it became such an issue that i i really wasn't able to fulfill my role at work it stopped me from from doing a lot of things from doing a whole whole lot of things Uh, there was actually a trip that i was supposed to go on at one point that i just didn't feel like i could do Um, and really this whole battle with anxiety with my daughter it, it started at the very beginning of finding out that I was pregnant. I've probably told parts of this before as well, but I took multiple tests to confirm that I was actually pregnant. And so I'm not just saying like, oh, you take one test and then make sure you take another test, you know, just to confirm that it was accurate. I was like a chain test buyer. And it was so bad that I like had to hide it. From my husband, I didn't want him to know how many tests I was actually buying, how much money I was spending. It was a lot on these tests to confirm that I was actually pregnant. That then morphed into multiple ultrasounds and blood tests and all the things to confirm that I was having a girl. Which then turned into constantly monitoring my health and just panicking at every single turn. I used to take my blood pressure multiple times throughout the day. I was constantly just like symptom watching to make sure that everything was okay. And if something wasn't okay, it was like, it was an alarm going off in my body. And so I could not wait until the day that she would come because in my mind, I thought that birth would be the end. That would be the end of the panic. That would be the end of the anxiety. And then I could just go on to enjoying my life, which unfortunately, that was not the end. That was really just the beginning. And so I I, share, I shared my birth story previously on a blog post, which you're more than welcome to check out on my website. Uh, It's called My First Time, and you can read through that. That tells you all about the birth story, and I won't go into detail on that just because I've already shared most of that before, but I will just share kind of the first week of Kyla's life. I barely slept. I had multiple panic attacks every single day. So, it wasn't just like every day I had a panic attack. It was that I had multiples, sometimes back to back, with such a small reprieve in between. And I'm talking like 10, 15 minutes, maybe 30, when it was like a good day. And so I truly thought that I was going crazy. And in an effort to get better, I went to therapy, I saw a psychiatrist was prescribed three different medications, and eventually, I voluntarily checked myself into a psych ward. It's not a tactic that I recommend, but at the time, I felt like it was going to be helpful. And yet, with everything that I was doing, relief just escaped me. Therapy was helpful, but it was expensive, and... The therapist that I was seeing in the beginning was extremely far. It was like an hour and maybe 20, 30 minute drive. And then once I started to see another therapist who was a bit closer, she did not take insurance. And it was just, it was too much. Um, the The medication, it definitely took away the anxiety, but it also took away every other emotion for that matter and it it made me feel like i was just walking through the motions of life but not truly living life And the psych ward uh that was interesting (laughs) kind of to say the least there that was an interesting experience one that i'll definitely um make more of an effort to share in the coming months but once i got home from that that one day of inpatient care i only stayed there one day Uh, I came to the realization that it wasn't going to be an overnight process that it was going to take time. And I feel like that's the day that I truly started to heal. I started to share my journey on Facebook Live and I started to just tell people, anyone who wanted to listen, I would tell about my story and what I was going through. And the amount of support that I received, it was... It really just kind of took my breath away because I feel like people came out of the woodworks, like people that I had not talked to for 10 plus years, just to let me know that I wasn't alone. And then others were thanking me for my transparency, thanking me for sharing my story, letting me know that they are going through that right now or have gone through it before and they're questioning life and questioning things and they just felt like I was somehow a a beacon of hope to them, which is crazy. And really, it was a day by day, step by step process that God was like equipping me with all the tools. Um, The Holy Spirit actually brought me to really specific scriptures and literally gave me like step-by-step action plans for overcoming postpartum depression and postpartum anxiety. Like, exactly what to do. And in those moments, I didn't realize it, but he was giving me the tools that I needed to confidently lead other women. If you'll think back to my story, uh, when I first heard that I was supposed to be helping women who were going through uh, some maternal sort of like depression or just mental health struggles, I ran so far away from that because I didn't feel like I had the tools to lead other people. I didn't feel like I was qualified. And this process was my qualification. And so in April of 2019, I started Defeat Postpartum Depression, the podcast, And this podcast that you are listening to right now has over 25,000 downloads. I'm not a crier. And I say that all the time and then I end up crying. But that is mind-blowing. Over 25,000 downloads. You know what that tells me? That my journey wasn't just for me. It was for you too. Everything that I went through, all the parts of my story, he is using for good. And it tells us in Romans 8.28 that he will cause all things to work together for good. For those who love God and are called according to his purpose. Don't quote me on the scripture because I'm sure I got it wrong in every version, but that's the summary of it. And that's exactly what he did with my story. So now when I look back, I can be thankful for the times that even I didn't listen, even those moments he has used now to be a part of my story to inspire other people. So what's next? For Defeat PPD. There are so many exciting things that are coming ahead, and so much that I just can't wait to share with you. Um, next week, I'll be sharing more about like the specific plan and the vision that God has given me for this ministry, for my calling. Um, I'll just be sharing all of that great stuff with you. And as I walk into 2022, as we walk into 2022 together, um, we're going to get to experience all of that and just all the plans that he has. So I'm really, really excited for that. But in the meantime, if you feel like you need support and you don't know where to turn, you don't know what to do, things are just like, this is terrible. I want to help you. So, please do not hesitate to reach out to me literally anytime. It's info at defeatppd.com. That's I N F O at defeatppd.com. And lastly, the new website has been launched. Um, we'll, We'll talk about that too in the next episode and just more details on just all the really great stuff. But if you want to go ahead and check it out, you can. It's thefeetppd.com and you can go ahead, browse through through the website, um, sign up to get support. Everything is totally free because we're now a nonprofit. Uh, So yeah, just go ahead and explore. And if you need me, you know how to reach me. But otherwise, I will see you on the next episode and just know that I'm praying for you.